Hey everyone, you're going to love this episode. I was requested to come on a podcast called Get Invested and Realty Talk run by Bushy Martin. He's an amazing guy. We're really on the same frequency. He's, you know, he earns a passive income of 200k from property himself. So he's kind of, you know, has been there and done that super experience. And with him, I sat down and we discussed four really important topics. And these four topics are going to probably revolutionize your property investing for yourself. And we're going to cover all four of them in this episode. Number one, how do you develop a strategy without a buyer's agent? Number two, how do you buy interstate without a buyer's agent? Number three, how do you buy off-market and under-market value deals without a buyer's agent? And number four, how do you negotiate without a buyer's agent? So I'm all about empowering and educating and inspiring you guys, and that's the exact same thing with Bushy. So we'll cut to that episode with him right Right now, I hope you guys get so much value. Welcome to the Oz Property Investment Mastery Podcast. My name is PK and I help busy people build passive income by buying top 5% growth and cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research, spending weekends at inspection or catching flights or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. Let's start by saying that it feels a bit like the tables have turned in recent times and that buyers agents now seem to be at the centre of just about every discussion on purchasing property. So I want to really test this paradigm and investigate all aspects of the property buying process. And let's start by asking you, how do you develop a strategy without a buyer's agent? It's, it's such a good question. I think I'll preface this by saying that a lot of content these days is dominated, for better or worse, um, by buyer's agents. So it's almost like the the default for someone who's working a nine to five to say, I don't know anything about property, therefore I must have a buyer's agent to develop a strategy for me. Now, the reality is that a true long-term portfolio strategy or property strategy answers questions like, what is your goal in 10, 15, 20 years time? Is that goal as good as it is to have actually achievable based on your current income, your future income potential, your husband or wife, and how that couples on to the financial story, how many properties you'll need, what is the frequency of those purchases, you know, what is the yield, what is the purchase price of that portfolio buildup, how long that's going to take in the accumulation phase, how, do you, how long do you hold it, sell it. There's a lot of moving parts it's not a simple download my free ebook 10 properties in 10 years that's not quite <laughs> how it works and you know like you'd be forgiven if you're new to thinking like that is achievable but the reality and i'm not saying it's not achievable reality is that for most people it's not as simple as let's just get a property every every year and we'll retire in 10 years with 10 properties and my contention with buyers agents although as you said a good buyers agent is very good is that a buyer's agent typically doesn't play the role of building a strategy insofar as they don't sit down with you and answer each of these questions that I've just mentioned. Rather, they'll bring that long-term strategy, if it even exists, into a more narrower, I don't want to use the word myopic, but let's say short-term view and say, all right, PK or all right, Bushy, 
what state do you want to buy in next? What's your yield that you're charging, that you're chasing, sorry, and what's your budget? All right. And maybe you have some other brief, um, you know, inclusions like I want a corner block, I want this or that. That's really the extent to which the buyer's agent will develop a strategy for you or with you. And then they'll go off and try to fulfill it. But really, is that a strategy? And my answer to that question, my humble self, I sort of say that a true strategy, whether it's long term or short term, is built with the conjunction or with the help of a good mortgage broker, a good accountant as well. Okay, so a good mortgage broker, for example, will sit down and say, look, PK, you know, right now you have an income of $90,000 per year. Now that's not going to get you too many properties. But let's see how many dependents you have at the moment, how that dependence or kids story will unfold. What's your plans? What's your spouse's income? How's the career progression going to go? There's a long-term model that needs to be built up. And then in the long term, you know, they'll say, all right, for you to get to this portfolio value, you probably need properties that yield above X or at least between X and Y. And therefore, PK, you know, you probably need to be buying properties that are under 500, under 600, under 700K, because if you buy that blue chip, quote unquote, property in Sydney, well, you never will come to me again because you'll be capped out of your borrowing capacity. So these conversations, I'm simplifying here, but these conversations need to be had with a, a really good mortgage broker who's kind of been there and done that. Hopefully they're an investor themselves. And then you marry that up with a good accountant and say, okay, for me to maximize my borrowing capacity, for me to protect my assets, for me to actually be most efficient in my tax structure, <laughs> no one likes paying tax, you know, how do I buy this? Maybe for the first one or two, I buy in my own name, then I look to more complex structures like trusts or whatever. But these things need to be done with these three parties, yourself, the mortgage broken accountant at a virtual table, let's say and hashing it out. It's a three-way conversation, not a one-hour strategy call, quote-unquote, with a buyer's agent. Those are pretty some heavy words, but I think it needs to be said. <laughs> uh, you're, you're absolutely spot on. And uh, I've always said that a strategy, when we're talking in property terms, needs to look at lifestyle strategy. It needs to look at finance strategy and capability. And then the property strategy falls out of the bottom of that if you've answered all those questions appropriately. Uh, what you've just been talking about in relation to the very short-term reactive, what sort of property am I going to buy now? That's a tactic, not a strategy. So with a very big difference between the two. And, and I guess the unfortunate thing, PK, is that a lot of people are so focused on just the property solution but they don't see the benefit of those bigger questions that you've just talked about. So uh, I, I absolutely reinforce uh, in conjunction with you the need to get those three key players around the table and pe perhaps a, a qualified property investment advisor out of PIPA who has that strategic uh, outlook and the ability to actually put those strategies together. So that very well said. Um, Sort of moving beyond that then, uh, again, revolving around the buyer's agency piece, how do you buy properties in the state without a buyer's agent? Yeah, so like, obviously, the next sort of thing is, all right, PK, like, okay, I get it, you need to be more wholesome in your strategy development. But I live in Sydney, I live in Melbourne, you know, I don't want to buy in Sydney and Melbourne, it's just too expensive on to buy interstate Perth, Brisbane and regional some other place. I just I don't have time. I don't want to be catching flight. I don't have that sort of appetite. I need a buyer's agent. 
Well, this is definitely the traditional type of thinking. However, in my own experience, like what I found, and this was an aha moment for me, and that I've now tested with thousands of people, is that there's these people that you can find, they're called property managers. Now, I might um, annoy someone or many people, but I sincerely think that a property manager is the most critical part of a property team. Okay. Of course, property team includes quantity surveyors, accountants, mortgage brokers, etc. But a property manager for me is the most important. The reason is, and I still think Bushy, like nine times out of 10 people don't know this. If I'm living here in the Gold Coast, which I am, and I want to buy an Adelaide, if I can use data to find the right location, the right sub location within a suburb, the right street, the right property, there are numerous property managers that are happy for me to give them a call, they will inspect the property and tell me if it's worth buying from a rental due diligence perspective. So what does that mean? That means that they'll check for things like drainage, cosmetic appeal, rental appeal, whether there's housing commission nearby, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I have no idea, let's say about Adelaide. They will tell me if it's a worthwhile property to buy, not from a capital growth perspective that's out of their remit, but rather the due diligence on the property itself and its owner-occupier appeal and its rental appeal. Okay, so that automatically gives me the local on the ground, boots on the ground, as it were, knowledge that I couldn't gather myself in five minutes or even a year because I'm not a local to Adelaide, right? And do you need a buyer's agent to do that? No, that's the property manager having done that for you. And here's a little cheeky thing. More than five times out of 10 national buyer's agents will use or employ the same strategy. They'll use local property managers. So you can skip the middleman, so to speak. And these property managers, are they reliable? Like, why are they doing this for free is the obvious question. Well, everyone, no one, no one, there's no free lunch these days, but they have an incentive because if they find the right property for you, do the right due diligence, you're going to give them the management for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. All right. So that's the carrot on the stick. And therefore they'll do these inspections completely free of cost. So then the next rebuttal becomes, well, then you're saying PK, there is some incentivization, conflict of interest, but let's think about it. Whereas with the buyer's agents, it's a transaction. They're going to get paid as soon as you settle that property. With a property manager, if they've lied, if they've overlooked something, if they've misled you, that's going to come up. Maybe not in the first year, maybe not in the second year, five years, 10 years from now, that property is going to bubble up with problems and you'll know who to point fingers at. So there's not a perfect alignment of interest, but it's more perfect than with a buyer's agent. And of course, goes without saying, following the property manager inspection, you get a building and pest inspector to do more of those structural solidarity checks and everything. So that two hurdle system, the two due diligence checkpoints, I've bought more than 10 properties with the same method. Yeah, I love that. And I just reinforcing your point there, uh, 100% agree that property managers are essential, not just managing the property long term, but in the decision making upfront and early. And there's a couple of reasons for that that uh, are worth noting, I think. And that is that, uh, you know, anything can look on look good on the desktop. But what doesn't come through with that is that local community perceptions of a particular area or a precinct, which does have an influence on its uh, property performance, both in terms of capital growth and rentability, as far as that goes. But the, the thing I like about property managers, and we, we, we engage exactly the same process, and I think I've said to you previously, my good wife and I owned and ran a property management business for that exact reason, is that if a uh, property manager uh, is talking about a property and inspects a property, 
they don't want the headaches either because if it's a bad property, it's going to be, become a headache for them as well as you. So uh, really good advice as far as that goes. And they are the true litmus test, both initially and ongoing as far as that goes. So beautifully said. Uh, let's now move into another area. How do you uh, buy an off-market property or the under-market value property without a buyer's agent then, PK? Yeah, uh, let's let's go through that deductive logic, okay? So you don't need them for strategy. You don't need them to buy interstate. But this is the common argument that I hear, right, that, oh, look, you know, they have access to these mystical unicorn deals that are never listed on real estate or domain. You know, it's uh, they're completely privy to things that you and I aren't. To be honest with you, it doesn't require a course or, you know, a $10,000 education, $10, education product or $2,000 education product to get off-market deals yourself, okay? Quickly, of course, there's more detail to it, but all you need to do is be a nice person and develop a relationship with local real estate agents. You know, local, local real estate agents, real estate agents get a bad rap, but at the end of the day, they're just people. And if you treat them nicely, and if you have the right uh, professionalism, you can say, you can commit that, you know, you are committed, you have a pre-approval, you're sincere about buying a property, you can just call them once, let's say a week, every Monday, Two minutes, you find the top five or 10 real estate agents off ratemyagent.com.au and you find, you know, some time, maybe 10, 15 minutes every Monday and just say, hey, Bushy, um, how's your weekend? I called you last week. You know, my my budget's this. I'm looking for this kind of property. If you have anything that's maybe pre-market or the owner, the vendor is super motivated to sell or whatever, like I've got my pre-approval, I'm ready to go. I'm going to be a very seamless client, so to speak, of yours, Bushy. I'll, um, anything comes through, let me know. Otherwise, uh, have a great week. And uh, how's the kids, by the way? You know, that kind of thing. And yep. you just do that a few weeks, then they're in the back of your mind. Of course, the buyer's agents are doing the exact same thing. It just comes down to who they like more. They really have the power in their hands. And you might think, oh, PK, but, you know, the buyer's agents, they're giving these guys so much business. Why would they ever entertain your phone call? That's true. The buyer's agents are giving them a lot of business. But if you can demonstrate that you're sincere and you're actually nice, you develop a rapport with them. Once again, like I said, they're just people. If you can develop a rapport, you can become friendly with them. They'll send you properties. And we've had so many instances of this happening. The other thing that I'd like to mention real quick as well, Bushy, is just, just because it's an off-market deal, that doesn't mean it's a good deal. You know, there's so many instances where, um, you know, buyers agents, really good friends, like even better than you and I can be with a sales agent. And they're just getting off market deal after off market deal. The buyers agents barely looking at it. They're sending it to their client saying, oh, look, exclusive off market deal. You know, as a new client, you know, new property investor, your eyes bright. You're like, oh my God, this is something special. Like the buyer's agent's really doing me a good job. And, you know, all of a sudden you've bought this property for 500,000 and the sales agent back in their office is sort of thinking, guys, that was only worth 450 high fives all around. And the buyer's agent doesn't know because they didn't do their due diligence properly. They just wanted to get through another client because the massive pipeline of work. So of course, this is not everyone. You know, there's always good people and bad people in every industry. But I, myself, my experience and my client's experience, most off-market deals are really not worth pursuing. I totally agree. And the the, the real issue there with off-market properties, which are quite often properties that they're just trying to sell quickly without going to market. 
uh, there's no market testing in that. So how how are you getting a sense of of the property in the in the context of other other buyers? You're not. So uh, you, I, I think you've hit on a really good point there. The smokes and mirrors that I talked about earlier often revolves around this off market uh, special properties that uh, no one else is getting access to. Great point. I, I now want to move to the pointy end of the whole property transaction, and that's the negotiation because that's that's where the the stress often emerges. Uh, and your thoughts then, how do you negotiate without a buyer's agent? So like the old school method, I think that if you've never bought a property before, you probably are in the mindset that negotiation is hard work. It's confrontational. There's a lot of friction there. I need to go to the office of the sales agent and really like beef it out with him or her. Like it couldn't be further from the truth. The best deals are done when there's no one unhappy party, but rather it's a win-win situation. So it's very clear. You get the property, whether it's off market or on market, you value it. Now, don't rely on you know automatic valuation tools online, regardless of which bank it's coming from. They're all wrong, right? For various reasons, I won't get into it, but value it yourself based on true comparables. Yeah. And once you know what it's truly worth, you pick up the phone with the real estate agent. Once again, this can be done interstate. And you ask some questions simply to try to break down the wall of information asymmetry. In any negotiation, whether... I don't know, it's a ransom deal in some 007 film or whatever it is. You're just simply trying to understand or get the knowledge which is on the other side of the wall. And you might ask questions like, are they motivated to sell or what price would sell it today? Or you might ask, you know, why are they really selling it? Do they want a long settlement term? Or do they appreciate time? Or is it really just about price? Okay, and if you ask these pointed questions in the right way to the sales agent, you get an idea of what they're actually looking for. And if you can fit yourself in that jigsaw, you can be the the party, the the buyer that most appeals to the to the sales agent, to the vendor. Then you can often get the property at a better price, okay, because your terms are better, or you can get it with better terms because your price is better, depending on what the two parts. So it's a it's actually a fun thing. You know, you go back and forth and you just try to please each other. Of course, if the price goes beyond your true valuation, you just walk away. But once again, a bit like getting off market deals, it's just about developing a bit of rapport, not being confrontational and trying to satisfy the need of the opposing party. You know, it doesn't exist where you negotiate something 30% under market value. It doesn't exist that in a hot market, you can get 15% under market value. Those things are advertising gimmicks. If it's truly a good market where demand is more than supply, buying it at or just below its true valuation is actually a really amazing outcome. Everything can be done via email, via phone call, interstate. Yeah, extremely well said. And it's you know, probably like anything's all about relationships. And uh, the, the better you can build relationships, the better the outcome is going to be because the mutual understanding is there. So look, uh, uh, PK, it's been a great conversation. We're just really scudding across the uh, the top of this exercise. So we'll, we'll dive into this at a, a future point. But I really want to thank you for these very refreshing insights, PK, and thanks for joining us on the show today. 